Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including movies, comic books, and video games. If you are new to the channel, please hit that like button and subscribe. Helps us more than you know. I'm your co-host, JSAG, Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, the land of Tom Cruise, the land of Earth Crisis, the land of Anthrax, of Syracuse, New York, and... Always among us, it's our moderator and troll hammer. Stronger than the DK banana slammer. You can't stop it. You can't crop it. You can't top it. Like a B-52 bomber, Oppenheimer. He's gonna drop it. Born from the atomic seed in the titanium womb. He's the Nerd Cage Live Gaming Prophet. You know him, you love him. It's Joe from Fallen One Gaming. Please introduce this handsome fuck we got in the stream tonight. variant shirt um which i think you wouldn't i get that when you did the uh the, the bad movies stream what was it uh yes, that was like part of the uh, movies for charity. oh yes, yes. yes. You for charity. For that, that was a good time uh no problem <laughs> i'm like you're like hitting the goal I'm like this we gotta hit the goal gotta hit the goal so i was excited um i i love the shirt and like i said this is a better fabric than the official the batman uh t-shirt i got from like dc fandom the lettering in that shirt just imploded entirely this thing on the other hand no no, no. this is some quality shit right here Thanks so much for the kind words. But before we go any further, Joe, who do we got in the chat tonight? Well, the chat is slow in, in coming in, but I'm sure that all our regulars will be here very soon. Right we now, it's just that. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I appreciate that. All lurkers, uh, whether if you're watching on Facebook, whether you're watching on Twitch, whether you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you being here. But, uh, uh, Joe, we got a lot of stuff to promote real quick. Let's just go through it real quick, then we'll let Sean promote whatever he wants to promote. So, Joe. Uh, if you guys haven't already, our food review. Yes, and of course, our live stream from a couple weeks ago. Okay, hold on a second. There's something I got to fix here, guys. I, I apologize. Te technical difficulty, hang on. I gotta, uh, I have to do something real quick. Not a big deal. It's easy fix. Uh, hold on. So, again, let me just repeat the Sonic review. I, da, 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 da. hold on. Hold on, guys. Text so we gotta insert that audio joke. Okay, okay, like... okay. It's working. It's working. Okay. Nope. Okay, cool. And then paste this one. All right, and Joe, what about our live stream from last week? 
Yes. Our, uh, did you skip? You didn't skip the video games, Tier Maker. Right? Yeah. Yes, tier our Tier Maker with Fist Vegas, Shaquille O'Meal, and Tabmock99. That was an amazing live stream. Lots of tension, but I think we brought it home. All right. And speaking of Tabmock99, tomorrow on Twitch, Joe. Yes, we're going to be playing a game that he designed himself, the Shujinko game. Excellent. Yes, I'm very excited. Uh, that will be on twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. And then, Joe, Saturday, 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 birthday boy. Yes, my birthday live stream with a watch party of Ready Player One. Very, very excited for that. And then, Happy Joe, birthday. Since, yep, Thank you. Yep, he's 3666. And, Joe, since we beat Zelda, what are we playing this coming Tuesday? God of War 2, the original God of War 2. Yes, be there for that, and this could be my first time playing. So, yeah, God of War 2 Virgin over here, so go easy on with me. Easy with me, caress me, make this first time memorable and extra special for me. And then, Joe, a week from tonight on YouTube. Yes, we will have Jesus. Oh, Joe Blow's celebrity interviews. Jimmy O will be on the show. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> Absolutely. And, of course, Joe, we've been chopping at the bit, but next Friday over on Twitch. Yes, next Friday on Twitch, we will be doing a playthrough of Resident Evil 5. Co-op, I'm Sheva, and Joe's going to be the boulder puncher. We are excited be co-op in Resident Evil 5 start to finish starting next Friday. And then Joe, September 7th, the big man returns. Yes, Big Pat of Big Pat Sports graces us with his presence once again. Very, very excited for that. Back by popular demand. We're excited to have Big Pat from Welcome to Big Pat Sports Talk. And I don't know when, at when, but at some point I will get back to Hades. So, alright. So that's uh, all the upcoming shows and of course, as Sean mentioned earlier, go waddle over to our Tee Public, our merch store, where you can get all sorts of awesome merchandise, including hoodies, stickers, and of course, pillows too. This is Mike Lindell here from Nerd Cage Live Pillows. This is so much better than my pillow. Oh my god, it feels really good on the neck, and it's got this really awesome design. Oh yeah, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live pillow. And of course, look at all these goddamn t-shirts we got. We got, of course, we're Mortal Kombat fans here. We got the arcade marquee. Mortal Kombat 1 fatality. Sorry, the hangers falling. Mortal Kombat 2 fatality. Mortal Kombat 3 fatality. Do not tell the RZA, but we got a Shaolin style design. And of course, for you PlayStation fanatics, we got this design. Our top selling t-shirt right here. And if you plan on seeing Barbie, get yourself, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live shirt in pink. Um, uh, and of course, uh, Joe showed up the, uh, we're also Zelda fans here, so we got this, this shirt, and the Sword and Shield shirt, and more. Listen, any size, any color, from small all the way to 5XL, so no matter if you're skinny, booty call, or fat fuck, it don't matter, big or small, we love them all. And, uh, yeah, 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 so, uh, Joe's got the Nerd Cage Live MCU shirt on. And of course, Sean and of, and of course, Sean's got the, the, the Batman shirt on. So like I said, uh, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live shirt. Sean, 
All right, so I want to give you the floor for a minute. Um, promote whatever you got to promote on your channel or any upcoming events you have coming up. And please, oh please, um, let us know how you got started in this game. All right, well, thank you again for having me on the show. It's a real honor to be on here. Um, I don't get invited like that much on things. So, so it's it's always really fun and exciting uh, to jump onto a live stream whenever I can. So it's a really good time. But anyway, so uh, I guess sure I'll promote a few things that I got coming up. So like I said, weekly comic book stuff, some after the movies. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know what time I'll have it posted. It's already like uploaded. I just got to schedule a time for it. But my Godzilla Fest trip, which I took last month, which was an absolute blast, had a really good fun time there. So that vlog, which is basically like almost like a little document type thing of like my experience there like from like the Thursday up through Sunday Big Jack Films is in it cinematic trash and maybe some others showed up in the video so that little documentary type whatever you want to call it vlog thing that'll be posted tomorrow so that's pretty much all I got planned and then some other stuff coming up later on in the year of course the conclusion of the Halloween reviews which will be out in October so other than that like I said just kind of playing things by ear so but I guess like in terms of YouTube stuff in terms of like uh when I started so originally so the name JT is reborn like what happened was like I made a channel years ago with my cousin uh it was called like El Capitan and JT but then YouTube copyright was way worse back in the day than it is now uh even though I was following the fair use policy they just pretty much just hacked that channel to pieces i lost a bunch of old videos which i've never been able to recover and so i was like kind of feeling down like i'll make a new channel so like i was the jt on the channel so then i put is reborn like as a continuation of that and i never bothered to change the name so i've just kind of kept it as is so yeah like i said i've been doing youtube stuff for i like about a decade or so at this point so kind of more casual back then and like a lot of stuff was like more scripted in that and it was kind of fun videos with friends like we would do like our own little horror short films and all that back in the day like i mean just for fun like we'd film it like right after school or something and then then I got into like doing review stuff and then I think like I was kind of hitting like I was like kind of losing interest in and then back in like 2018 that's when uh I met like Big Jack Films and all that and they kind of rekindled my interest in doing YouTube stuff again and kind of pretty much ever since I started doing more live streams started doing all sorts of other things and like it kind of just like made me want to do stuff again and then my channel finally like like kind of blew up back in 2020 like when the covid stuff hit because like i started covering like a lot of the dc animated stuff like uh, apocalypse war i was like the go-to channel for that and then that just like that pretty much blew up my channel got me monetized and all that other stuff so i mean pretty much ever since then i've been covering like dc stuff i did like godzilla stuff of course like back when the 2014 film came out i did like a whole 30 day like marathon which was <laughs> really difficult to kind of do especially like given my limited like experience at the time so i kind of want to remaster or remake that at some point maybe when uh the new empire comes out next year uh i could do something like go from 30 to like 40 or maybe even 50 days of godzilla will be kind of fun to do so but uh yeah so like i said i do it for fun I enjoy it. I love when I can like jump on streams or like talk with other people. Just just stuff I can enjoy. It's a nice bit of escapism from the craziness of the real world when doing YouTube stuff for fun. So, but uh, yeah, very well said. So I gotta say, so so obviously you and I have uh, mutual friends in common, including Big Jack. So how how did you wind up in Big Jack's circle? Just out of curiosity. All right. So what happened was uh, another YouTuber, Nick Jackson, um, he had invite he had asked me to jump on to like one of his things to kind of discuss like Godzilla movies. And like I was like, all right, you know, what? I'll give this thing a shot. And then so like I collaborated with him first. 
and then like there was other like he was already like in connection with a few others like there was kaiju network and um i think a few others at that time but so like so is that i heard i, I didn't really know who jack was at the time i heard him on like uh on nick's channel and so like oh okay and then like back in 2018 i went to g fest for the first time like i actually this is my only this past uh, last month was the first time i went there since 2018 so i've only gone twice but this is the first time gone like the whole entire like weekend so i met jack in person so i'm like hey you were so and so on something's like oh yeah and so he was screening his king kong movie and all that so that was a very crazy day because like I, I got up in the morning i drove with my brother it was like four hours there spent the day and drove back like four hours so we left at like two in the morning so like we were like dead tired by the time the whole thing wrapped up but yeah like i said i met jack and then um kind of like the circles kind of like formed from there and then started collaborating i think the first video i did for him was the dragon ball evolution episode yeah. uh where i got to voice perfect cell which was a lot of fun to do because he was like he was telling me about it he's like yeah i need someone to voice. I, I just gotta get someone to voice cell. i'm like i can voice cell and i'm like okay perfect like just something kind of like that so it was it was fun to do and then just kind of spawned from there i suppose all right, all right, awesome. I, dude, that's uh, and that's how we kind of came about too, is uh, on Big Jack streams. How we kind of came about, um, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, for the, I'm just gonna repeat what I said earlier. Uh, uh, Sean, obviously the shirt that he's got on, unfortunately, War Bros and DC took it down. But what happened was uh, when we did cheesy movies for charity last year. By the way, we should be. We may or may not be announcing cheesy movies for charity too in the near future. But anyway, can we do? If you do, jingle all the way. That we have our movies I... picked out. We have our movies oh, okay. picked out. Oh, I love that movie though. So say. it's all I'm gonna say. Well, I'm just gonna say this. Uh, Sean was kind enough to donate over a hundred dollars to St. Jude, so thank you for that. And that's why he's got that awesome Nerdcage Live shirt. And then a month later, uh, Warner Brothers were dickheads and they took it down. But yeah, I'm gonna this. What makes tonight <laughs> really exciting is Sean and I are always going back and forth privately. <laughs> and now we have to take that to the cage. That's so right. Very, so there's some very, but before, and obviously we want to get to know you too. We want to ask you about your favorite games, your favorite movies, your favorite, um, you know, TV shows and stuff like that. But, but there's some topics that we all have to, and Joe, we all have to discuss. Earlier this week, we got the, I wouldn't call it shocking news, but I guess when it happened, it, it did hit me in the feels a little bit. But Charles Martinet who's been the voice for Mario for over 30 years, well, close to 30 years, uh, is stepping down and retiring. He's not retiring from Nintendo. He's going to be a Nintendo ambassador, but he's no longer going to be voicing the Mario characters. This one hurt a little bit, but I, the man's got, the man's almost 70, so I'm not like, yeah. so it, it, I guess it's, I guess it's appropriate. And then with the, I guess we should have saw it coming when the movie came out because it looked like they were kind of like beginning that transition from changing Mario's voice, even though it was the movie. But still, that being your favorite said, actor, Chris Pratt. Yeah. We'll, 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 more on him later. But Sean, I want to know how'd you feel about Charles Martinet retiring and how much uh, like does his voice and his work mean to you? 
Well, I actually had the privilege of meeting Charles in person. So I actually have a photo with me and uh, my friend Steve. Uh, very nice guy. He was doing the Mario voice and all that. Talked to him for a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because it's like he is the voice of Mario. But I also feel at the same time, I feel like they've recorded so many variations of his voice that they'll probably just reuse stock footage or something. So I'm sure he's going to be well paid and compensated. He's always going to be Mario to everyone. And like, I'm sure like he'll pop up like somewhere in future. I know he says he's retiring, but I'm sure like that voice will never go away. Um, even with the movie and everything, everybody knows the Mario voice. Everyone knows Charles. Like he's one of the most beloved voice actors in existence. So, I mean, he's, and like I said, he's still going to be doing like promotion that for Nintendo. He will always have a place in everyone's like Nintendo hearts, yeah. if you will. So, um, I mean, like I said, everyone retires at some point. Well, some people don't. Some people are like, I'm, I'll retire when I'm dead. Um, like like Arnold, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know you're an Arnold fan, like I am. Uh, he was just like, I mean, Arnold's one of my like childhood heroes in terms of that stuff. Action heroes don't retire; they just reload. So, but some people are like, oh, they just retire. But just like, no, 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 screw that. I'm not retiring. I'm just gonna keep making movies and doing what I do till I'm, you know, done. But some people just want to retire, and I guess he's gonna retire. But you know, he'll still always be around. Like he'll always be Mario. So like, yeah. nobody I, can I, take I that actually, away. I met him too at Retro Game Con. Unfortunately, I don't have the pictures because uh, my, they were my girlfriend's pictures and they took them, she took them down on Facebook. But I did get an autograph from him. But yeah, he was an absolutely amazing to meet in person. Uh, but Joe, uh, I want to know, what is, how are you feeling about the situation? And of course, Joe um, is becoming a Nintendo kid again. <laughs> well, it, as it, it is kind of sad, but at the same time, you know, he, he deserves a retirement. Now, being an ambassador of Nintendo, I don't know what that actually entails, <laughs> but you know, it sounds cool. So I, I think it, we're not we're not gonna not see him. I just don't think we'll hear him if he, if that makes sense. <laughs> From what I understand, if I read this right, obviously we're excited for uh, Luigi's Mansion Two: Dark Moon is coming to the Switch next year. Apparently, from what I read, that was the last new, re newly recorded lines that he ever, that, that he did for Nintendo. Yeah. So we're probably gonna hear him one more time for Mario Wonder. Uh, we'll probably hear him in Mario RPG Remake, and then when Luigi's Mansion 2 Remake comes to the Switch, that will be the end. That's gonna be like the last of the newly recorded lines that he did for Nintendo, from what I read. Um. But yeah, it hit hard, but like Joe said, he deserves a retirement. Um, I can remember the very first game that he did. It wasn't Mario 64. Joe, it was Mario Teaches Typing, and we had that game on our school computers. And that was, yes, the, first time, that was the first time I ever heard Charles Martinet's voice. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, day one Martinet fan over here. <laughs> but Charles Martinet, thank you for all the work you've done and you are Mario you are our childhood your work has brought me joy to this day we salute you sir thank you for everything yes also we have some people in the chat here I just want to shout uh, Teva Smoltka and Toku Punk Productions thanks for being here guys sorry about the technical issues earlier I've been uh, we have a like a new sound scheme here so thank you very much for uh, being uh, patient and stuff like that with us so thank you very much yeah. Uh, okay. So what else? So other, other besides other news that's been dropping this week, but Sean, I, I really want to talk about something. Okay. Um, I'm I'm obviously a, a pro DC guy, even though X Men will always be my favorite, but I'm pro DC mm -hmm. over Marvel. 
I'm, um, I'm a DC guy too. They're, I like DC more than Marvel. I still like Marvel. I mean, I have a giant like uh, Infinity War like stand poster back over there along with some other stuff. But I figured this side would be good. You can get your uh, Blue the Raptor in, in the shot. Um, but anyway, uh, Joe and I, we usually do a lot of movie reviews together, but I refuse to go see uh, Blue Beetle. It's it's not that I think it's like a terrible movie, which I've heard it's actually not a bad movie. But the thing is, I'm kind of one of those people who was a little bit bitter towards Warner Brothers and DC for how they did Zack Snyder, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and now Gal Gadot. Like, and of course, Ray Fisher. I feel like, like the failures of DC is by their own doing and they deserve it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I want to get your take on... Uh, so, like I said, we didn't see Blue Beetle, so I want to get your take. What did you think of Blue Beetle? And I want to know, I mean, obviously this whole, these DC flops. Oh, yeah, by the way, they, and they fucked over The Rock. Uh, but these DC flops have been kind of fascinating in a weird way. And, again, it kind of brings me a little bit of joy. But, Sean, I want to get your take on Blue Beetle and these failures of DC and all that. You know, it's been a crazy year, not just for DC, but pretty much for movies in general this year. This has been like a record number of big, huge blockbuster flops. Even Mission Impossible, as good as that one, is going to lose money great. at the box. That was a fantastic week, but like it's still losing money. Indiana Jones. Well, that, that I saw coming. I mean, okay. Crystal Skull was like the t tall tale sign that th this wasn't going to be good. I'm like the only person I know, I feel like, who doesn't really hate Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a great movie, but it's not like half bad. Like I mean, but I'm like yeah, it's ridiculous. But the first three movies are damn near perfect. It's like a perfect yeah, trilogy. Temple of Doom gets pretty. Temple of Doom has Winnie, and she is insufferable. That that whole movie. Last Crusade is my favorite. That is, I, that in my opinion is the best Indiana Jones movie. So, uh, although I do think that some of this money loss is due to their new format. You know how they they're pumping out movies faster than they have ever done. And they're not letting them sit in theaters like they used to, mm -hmm. so they gain money. So now, once they cut off, they only have money from, you know, streaming and the uh, and the actual physical sales. Well, so Joe, not just that, Joe, but to add to that, Joe, the um, the writer strike and the actor strike didn't just happen out of nowhere. It was a long time. It was like two years in the making, and. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, oh, shout out to the Weekly Planet podcast. Two Australian dudes love that podcast. I listen to them every week, uh, even though they don't need my shout out because I have millions and millions of subscribers. But, but they pointed out that the writer's strike and actor's strike was it was a, was a long time coming, and the studios knew it was. So all of these movies were released in rapid succession. So The Flash, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, they all got released. Right before the uh, writer strike happened, because they knew it was going to happen, they didn't spread these movies didn't get spread out enough. They all mm -hmm. happened at yeah. once. And now, me and Joe are fortunate enough to be single, good-looking guys who can be, be pretty much go out whenever we feel like it. But not everybody gets to go out to the movies like we do, because there's people with families. And when you have a family of four, family of five, that can be like a hundred, two hundred dollar trip to the movies, because you got to factor in movie tickets, popcorn concessions. So it's not like families can go to the movies. They kind of got to pick and choose. They can't go like every week like me, Joe, and Sean do. So mm -hmm. that's a factor as well. But right. but that's what happened was because the, the writer's strike was, was well on the way. And all these movies got crammed in together. And they just didn't get to flourish. Like Tom Cruise was mad because he wanted, he wanted 
Barbie and Oppenheimer to back off so they can have time with the IMAX. And, he, mm-hmm. and he's not wrong. He's right. But the problem is because these movies had to be crammed together. And, of course, Oppenheimer had to have the IMAX screenings. So, yeah, it's just like... So that's a big factor, too. These movies flopped because of the lack of time and all the, like, rapid succession of these releases because of the writer's strike. So, yeah, and here's a topical question from the chat. Uh, Tavia Smoko uh, uh, says that, you know, this isn't the first writer's strike. They have one back in 2008, but yep. they want to... She wants to know, or he wants to know, uh, when did... Why did it happen? AI. I just figured this out because I'm late to the party. I knew there was a strike. I didn't know why it happened. And I just heard it on the YouTube channel the other day that they basically wanted to use AI in writing, which is a very slippery slope. Because once you get into AI for writing, first of all, you take away creative freedom. You implement a system that's all automated and maybe just pick and choose and move some stuff around. So you could phase writers out completely if you use that model. And then on top of that, what's to say they wouldn't use deep fakes for actors and all that type of stuff? And then well, just that's phase just it, them. Joe. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but here's the thing: Disney, of course, Disney. I mean, yeah. we already started seeing that with like Carrie Carrie Fisher and uh, who's the actor there? Peter Cushing in those fucking Star yeah. Wars movies that they were copying, pasting. Now, granted, they got permission from the from the estates, but yeah. that was the sign. They are copying and pasting these dead actors and dead actresses' faces to like body doubles to force them in movies, and it's very, very like off-putting, you know. Yeah. It's the uncanny valley. The only, like... one I, the only one I really agreed with was the Ghostbusters Afterlife when they did the Harold Ramis thing. That was and that Taste, didn't even that was talk. tasteful. That was tasteful. Yeah. Though. I right, the whole movie is just a big tribute to him. So, and they didn't have him talk, which I think was the smart move to do. Yeah, um, I think that was the right thing. But uh, and, and of yeah, course, so... he, was a, he was an animated ghost too. It wasn't like, like when you look at, like I said, I hate Star Wars. I'll take jabs at him any chance I get. But like when you look at Carrie Fisher and that in that Star Wars movie, like it looks Rogue One. weird. And then like Peter Cushing, like it looks weird, dude. Like yeah. granted, like technology's come a long way. But it's still like noticeably odd. Yeah. Honestly, like the best use of that, like kind of like de aging deepfake, like it was probably, um, I know you're not a big fan of the director, uh, but like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with Kurt Russell and the younger footage, because it was a combination of makeup and like stuff. Like it looks seamless to me. I'm like, wow, that actually looks and pretty you darn know good. What? I have to also give a shout out to is in, in the first Ant Man movie when they showed Michael, du- a younger yeah. Michael Douglas. That not was bad. pretty. Yeah, that was done pretty well too now granted i haven't watched that movie since it came out but that beginning flashback with uh michael Doug- and i've always liked michael michael douglas and kirk douglas like fantastic actors and 20,000 leagues under the sea and gordon gecko yeah yeah so david yeah. says uh tron legacy i remember that too ah uh, yeah. yes you know what i actually like remember like they had little promotions for tron legacy where you could like deep fake your uh face into it and i like <laughs> i put myself kind of into it like they uh they, they scan your face and then they put you into the little electron light cycles and then they have like your, your mouth kind of moves and all that like over the character and all that and you get killed by uh jeff bridges clue or whatever <laughs> so but uh yeah. yeah we're in a weird state of like movies and all that and so also but, like but, going but back the point to out, disney's really embracing this technology and they're yeah. going hard in on it and netflix now they're going really hard on the ai thing too so like I completely understand the writer's strike and the action. I get it, 
But there also is a small part of me like, you know, like, like, hey, you know, you... You're not making good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but but if I have to lean towards, I mean, I'm probably I'm obviously on the side with with the, with the I'm I'm I, I'm against the studio personally, but but I can't say like I agree with everything, but for the most part, I'm I'm on the side of the writers and actors. It's just yeah, you know, it, it 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 just sucks because at the end of the day, we're getting hurt because we're not gonna get all these great. You know, we out. You know, season four of the boys has been postponed. A lot of movies been postponed, and of course, it impacts me directly because shout out to Joe Blow. I edit Joe Blow celebrity interviews, and if uh, that's part of the thing too, with the strike going on, we there's no celebrity interviews right now, so it impacts me directly because I get paid decent money for that. So it sucks. So hopefully, this strike will come to an end. But what, what's really worrisome is that it's already been past 100 days. And the record is 100 days. And then now we're past that. And I think this is going to go for at least at least another 100 days, in my opinion. It's going to be an interesting uh, end of the year for the box office and all that, too. So, yeah. And but, the hey, thing. they're still promoting I, stuff. Uh, I'm happy for Barbie. Uh, I, by the way, I'm, I'm, I loved it. For the record, I loved it. And I'm not just saying it because I'm saying it. And I've always, first of all, I always love Margot Robbie, and I've always, and I like Ryan Gosling. But the movie was, the movie was funny. Okay, the movie was entertaining. It was funny. And I love the aesthetic. But it's just amazing that Barbie just took down Mario as the number one movie of 2023. And now and it's still going. You ready for this? Oppenheimer is about to take down Guardians of the Galaxy three. So it's a crazy world we live in where a three-hour biopic in a Mattel toy Barbie movie are the highest, biggest movies of the year, basically. I mean, well, Mario made a lot more, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. It's, like, just insane to kind of think about it. And then you have all the flops going on. Like, I mean, like going back to the DC thing, like, it's just one right after the other. And I think, too, it's, like, <clears throat> partially because audiences just kind of lost interest. Um, I think, too... The sh even like they're losing interest in Marvel too as well. I mean, look at Secret Invasion, all these yeah. oversaturation of the market at once. Like it's just it's quantity over quality. Um, even though I have had some enjoyment in the DC movies that even came out this year, like I I, I enjoy. I've seen the Flash twice. Yeah, the VFX are pretty bad. Um, but I still got to see Michael Keaton again, which was really cool to see. You got to see Affleck do some stuff. Um, I that, like Supergirl. That's the thing. I liked the Flash <clears throat> mainly because. That was like, all right, we get to see this, the, the parts of the Snyderverse one last time. You know, that's why I enjoyed it, and I felt like at least the movie had a a good story and motivation. Like he was trying to save his mother, but mm -hmm. but it, it, but saving his mother costed the universe. Not to mention, it was cool. Not only that, it was cool seeing you know Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck again, but it was also see, it was awesome seeing Michael Shannon again. Um, right, Michael Shannon, General Zod, I think is still the best DCEU villain. Yeah, um, and and shout out to I'm sorry, who's that really attractive Mexican girl uh, who played uh, Sasha Kay? She was great as Supergirl, and what I liked too about it is like, is I was terrified that they were gonna go like woke and make Supergirl more powerful than Superman, but they didn't, and they proved yeah. that be, that the world needed Superman to kill Zod, and that even with Batman, The Flash, and Supergirl, they weren't strong, two Flashes, they weren't strong enough to take down Zod, and I thought that was a good, good take. 
Um, not to mention the best line of the movie. The infant didn't survive. Like, that was so... Oh my god, that was so great. So yeah, I got a soft spot for The Flash. I understand why it flopped. I mean, it's kind of crazy because you have Michael Keaton in the movie that's so flopped, but the whole Ezra Miller thing, and of course, let's face it, James Gunn has not done DC any favors right now by announcing his upcoming slate, so I feel like people don't... They should have held off on that for a while, but also it's like... <sighs> This Sony, it's not just him. It's like everything with that universe. Like when I did that long stream, I'm like it's kind of everyone's fault. Like there's some things you like. Everyone involved in that universe is responsible. Every single I, person. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like extent. I said, like, not, I'm like, mad. Zack Snyder. I listen. I, I'm a Snyderhead. By the way, Rebel Moon. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, oh yeah, I'm glad listen, he's doing original Zach, IP stuff. Here's the thing. I understand Warner Brothers' frustrations with Zack because. The problem is, Warner Brothers was looking over at, at the time, because Marvel's not doing shit right now, but at the time, mm -hmm. Marvel was pumping out billion-dollar films, and they're looking over, like, at Marvel saying, well, we should be doing the same thing. Now, Zack... I almost said Zack Wild. Zack Snyder! <laughs> Shout-out to Zack Wild, by the way. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Zack Snyder, um, he was doing DC good. Like, yeah, yeah, they weren't making billions, but they were making... Good money may not be Marvel money, but they're still making good mar good money. But it wasn't good enough for Warner Brothers, and and it's just like like look, Warner Brothers or DC doesn't have to be Marvel. We just need like I'm just mad that Zach brought them moderate success, and and but now look at them, and the way they screwed over Zach with with his again, with his daughter passing away, which I know what that feels like because. I saw my, I lived that life. I saw my parents lose a daughter, okay? I lived mm -hmm. that life. So that's why I'm really mad at Warner Bros. for the way they did Zack. And I'm just saying, look at the su success Zack had. And now with Zack gone, they haven't had that same success. You can, you can count Aquaman, but Aquaman was part of the narrative. But if you look at everything post-Snyderverse, like, DC hasn't been able to do shit. And Unless then, it's outside it. Yeah, yeah, like but, Joker. Then Dwayne, but then Dwayne The Rock Johnson fucking tried, and everybody laughed at The Rock for because Black Adam only made four hundred million. But now look at Shazam, look at Flash, and look at Blue Beetle, and they couldn't even come close to what Black Adam did. So I'm happy to see DC fall on their face for what they did to Zach, what they did to Ben, what they did to Henry, what they did to Gal, and what they did to The Rock. So that's just yeah. my take on it. Henry Cavill got ticked around so much by so many different people. Uh, it just, like I said, um, and Shazam and all that. I don't know, like, it just was a mess at that studio. I, I think, too, because they, like, that studio got sold in, like, like you had the executive change, like, four or five three times. times. Like, yeah, it, three times. Three yeah. times. It just, it was a constant mess. You couldn't, like, like, oh, instead of, like, ripping the Band-Aid off, like, okay, look, let's let's restart this from scratch. Uh, they kind of, like, half-assed it, right? And that half-assing it, letting it prolong for as long as it did, ultimately kind of led to their downfall. But it's, like, some elements worked and were successful, others weren't. It's just, like, like what do you even do? So I think will be best. They're just trying to power through the year. A year off will do them some good. A nice passage of time. Um, and then we'll see what they do with this reboot thing. Because, I mean... Guns made some movies I liked. I didn't like Guardians 2. I liked the first one. I liked the third one, actually, the most of the three. And, and I liked the Suicide Squad quite a bit. And Peacemaker. Like, Peacemaker, I genuinely, yeah. like, had a good time. I'm going to wait and see what he does with Superman Legacy. I hope it's good. I hope it, it no, won't. it can't just be good. 
It has to be great. Like, I mean, I hope he delivers something special. I, I really do. Like, I want it to be great. I want a great new Superman movie. Because we haven't had a Superman solo movie in 10 years. And I'm somebody who likes Man of Steel. There's elements of it I don't like. Um, like the uh, the tornado sequence, I don't like that. Yeah. I generally just didn't really like the, the Kent sequences. I love General Zod. Like, he was so entertaining and so over-the-top, like, hammy. But, like, he was so much fun to watch in that movie. Like, I mean... Oh, it's like, like even going from like Man of Steel to BBS, it felt like a step down too. Even if they brought in Batman, they had some cool sequences there, like the, what was it, uh, the warehouse scene, which is awesome in the opening ten minutes. Like, yeah. like going from General Zod to like Jesse Eisenberg, it's just like, like I don't know, like that just felt like Here's such a like thing. a Batman versus Superman. Okay, but for the record, I'm 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 a diehard fan of that movie. It's an annual rewatch. But here's the thing, Batman versus Superman movie was more of a, like, a setup. They were building up to the Justice League. Right, they, right. They, they they introduced Wonder Woman, I thought they, tastefully, by the way, because I don't think Wonder Woman would have succeeded if it wasn't for Batman vs. Superman. That's just my opinion. Because after right. Batman vs. Superman came out, everybody talked about Wonder Woman, and, of course, that really awesome mm -hmm. uh, tribal guitar theme song. But, like, right. Do, 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 do. Which, but, like, but now every time Batman people hear it, they're Superman just like, eh. building up. And then, and then of course, tragedy happened, and then stupid-ass Josh Whedon came in and ruined Justice League, but at least we got that Snyder Cut. But it just makes me wonder, if the, if the Snyder Cut, and like if, if, if Warner Brothers just gave it time off, let Zack come back when he was ready, finish Justice League, and release it properly, it makes me wonder if DC would still be going on. Like, the, the current DC iteration would still be going on successfully right now. Because like I said, say what you want, but Man of Steel, BBS... Wonder Woman, say what you want. The first Suicide Squad movie, they made money. It just no, they did make money. I think because yeah. there was hype back then, and then like people saw Suicide Squad, and they're just like, eh, maybe not so much. Again, the theatrical version we've seen. I know David Ayer is talking about his version of the movie, which if we it hope. ever does get released, I, I will judge it fairly um, based on what it is. But like that's that that cut that was released. I'm just like I like the first like 20 minutes, and then after that, I'm like I just like Ugh, it's like my least favorite. I, I, like I said, I get it. But the thing is, like, they were doing okay. Like, they. But right, they, box they, office wise. They but they had, like, bad word of mouth and reputation. Cause, like, BBS, like I said, I, it it opened huge. It just, it's that drop off where, like, the word of mouth wasn't the strongest. And maybe, like I said, if they would have given it time. But, like I said, I mean, going back to 2016, BBS got a lot of shit from a lot of people. And that kind of hurt it. Um, I think, too, it wasn't all Zach. Uh, I think, too, the studio trying to rush everything. Like, had they just taken their time a little bit more? Uh, maybe tweaked a few things. Like, you didn't need yeah. everything in that movie. But again, and, but, and also another thing too. I think another thing, too, is that the ultimate cut, if the ultimate cut was released in theaters, I think it would have made a little bit more money. A little bit more. I think so, too. I don't think it'd well, be, like, say, widely praised. million is not something to frown upon, but they did because they're like... It was the drop-off that... Because it had a huge opening, it was it was it was the uh, the box office legs that really kind of like signaled. Yeah, oh, but and then... I, I understand the drop off, but but now that drop off doesn't seem so bad. With right, all compared these to where they're at happening now. now, you know, like that drop off doesn't seem so bad now after we've seen these other drop offs as of late. Right, but you're also seeing that for other superhero movies too, like Marvel. Like they got lucky with Guardians Three; that was their only success. Well, like here's as the recent. thing: the reason why I think the sorry, I think the reason why Guardians Three was moderately successful and i say moderately because of the because it should have made more money and it did cost them a lot of money to make but it, mm -hmm. it was moderately successful because guardians is the most isolated like mm -hmm. it's like it's like the least connected 
to right. the MCU. To me, the MCU ended with Endgame, and I felt like Spider-Man No Way Home was like the encore. And then after that, it was over because they haven't been. The quality hasn't been right. the same ever since. Yeah, and like I said, Guardians because like it, it was isolated. Did you see Volume Three at all or no? What? I did. Did you see Volume Three? I don't. Want I to saw do it. it. I uh wasn't really impressed because I think the first two volumes run circles around the third one. I'm, I'm the opposite. I like the third one more. With, it opened with that, you know, everybody had a sob story in the beginning. And then not only that, but the music choices weren't like they usually are. Like they, they chose right. some, some like 90s deep cuts and stuff. And it was like, I really like the bad guy. There's though. the '80s and '70s music that we that we're used to, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, I know. And plus, Just like had a I different know. tone, I guess. Right, and it's also I think too a lot of it was like hurt a little bit by the way the MCU was like just like kind of like with some of the creative decisions that they made because like even going back to like say Avengers Ant like, Peter... Man didn't help the cause either no like there was like a lot of things and plus like I said I like the fact like I like pretty much after Guardians 3 I'm like I don't really have any interest really uh going forward um maybe if there's another spider-man movie but that's really about it i mean like i said we've just had just too much stuff like at once i haven't bothered with the disney plus shows i hear secret invasion is absolutely terrible i've seen some of the clips and i'm like what happened like we have more stuff in phase four than we had in, like the first three phases combined in terms of just so much content just like shit yeah. out on the screen at once and it just and it's really sad to bob, see bob Iger just came out and said like a couple like a couple weeks ago saying like yeah i'm disappointed with all these flops and and we need to like refocus our plan whatever meaning that he wasn't happy with what you just said secret invasion all that but you know what's really interesting i was just thinking about this morning sean mm -hmm. there's two upcoming movies both on dc and marvel we have to talk about real quick one oh, the marvels well yes so one the marvels here's why i'm i'm fascinated by this I feel this movie's gonna flop hard, but here's the funny thing is, the first, by the way, I, for the record, I don't like Brie Larson, but like, uh, Captain Marvel, as much as I can't, did not like it, it made a billion dollars. Right, because it was the post-credit stinger in yes. Avengers Endgame. Yes. It tricked people into, or Avengers Infinity War, they tricked people into thinking it was gonna be important, but in reality, it was just a big waste of time. But it made a billion I saw dollars. That in theaters. It, it made, made a billion dollars. I feel like this one's gonna flop. And then on the other side, Aquaman, the first yep. Aquaman movie, which I love, by the way, made a billion dollars. And mm -hmm. now we're expecting Aquaman to fly. So we're so both of these movies, Marvels and Aquaman, come, coming off billion dollar successes, and now we're bracing for like a nosedive. Hey, you know what? It's happened before. Look at Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's movie, and the sequel, Alice Through the Looking Gas Glass. I mean, Alice in Wonderland was a yeah, terrible these, movie. These um, are gonna be hard. Like you're talking about. I feel like Aquaman dollars. has a chance. Aquaman has a chance due to the international box office. I mean, look at the Meg Two, not doing so well here, international box office wise. Not already made more than the Flash in like two weeks. I um, don't, I, honestly, I think Aquaman's gonna flop harder than Blue Beetle did. I really think so. And I nah, think I, I, here's why. We haven't had any promotion for the movie, mind well, you. Well, not just that. There's, there's a couple of reasons. One. Like you said, lack of promotion. Two, uh, Amber. Oh, uh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's three, not forget that. Here, okay, now I'm probably not going to see it, and here's why. And this is the main reason why. One. Because it's the end? Yes. Well, no, no, no. One, originally Michael Keaton was in it. 
but then they reshot mm-hmm. it because because of the flash. They they because they took they Ben Affleck was filmed for it. So then they're like, okay, since we're, since we're changing the DCU and we're not gonna have Michael Keaton moving forward, let's bring back Ben Affleck. Great, we get to see Ben Affleck one last time. Okay, then that clown James Gunn just came out and said, no, we're taking Ben Affleck out because we don't want to leave any promises. No, we want to see Ben Affleck one last goddamn time. Like, so you know what? I'm not gonna go see it. Like, they they they're shooting themselves in the goddamn foot. So yeah, I've heard like crazy things behind the scenes with Aquaman 2. Like, I mean, it's the studio changes and everything. Like, it's just like, you know, you might as well just have, like, they, maybe they should have kept the original, one of the original Flash endings with Cavalier. Because, like, if you're going to reboot it anyways, at least kind of have everyone there together to kind of, like, sing and hold hands and all that. Um, to say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to a new direction, but at least this Earth is still preserved, like, where it's at. Although, it is kind of funny, like, the, the big torturous thing for Ezra Miller is that he gets trapped in the universe. Like, I yeah, mean... Yeah. Like, it feels like the ultimate punishment in a way. And even then, like, I still like the Schumacher movies. Like, I mean, I have a poster of Batman and Robin, like, right there. It's 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 yeah. it's ridiculous, I but it's fun. I got a spot for him, too. And by the way, we released a Schumacher cut, please, of Batman Forever. I want to see it. Kevin Smith's showing it at a theater. I know! But, like, he's doing it right. He's only, like, four hours from me, but it's sold out. I want it to go. It's actually next Saturday. It's actually tomorrow. It's actually tomorrow they're fucking doing it. I, I was like, damn. But... No, well, how can he screen it, but nobody else is allowed to see it? Like, that's well, the bullshit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's not screening it per se. He's just selling tickets for his, his regular show. And then afterwards, because he legally can't sell tickets for this movie. So he's just going to show it after his live show is over. The loopholes. Yeah, that's the loophole. Legal loopholes. So, personally, I think, this is just my opinion. I think if, here's the thing. I think this writer strike's gonna go on longer than it, than it will. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is gonna want content, so my prediction is, I think the Schumacher cut and the Air cut will see the light of day on HBO Max because they're gonna need their numbers to go up. Because I think all of James Gunn's DC plans are gonna get postponed, and then they're gonna mm-hmm. want content. I right. think the Air I, I... cut and the Schumacher cut is gonna happen on HBO. That's my prediction. I'm just I'm right. speaking it into existence. I have no proof. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Speaking. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be delays for sure. I mean, the Penguin show was filming when the strike happened, so like yep. they have to like go back and bring everyone there. I'm like, I was looking forward to that series. So was Mortal like, Kombat sequel. As, as much as I hated the fucking 2021 movie, I, I still want a sequel. So like, right. yeah, they're filming Mortal Kombat, and that got like right right when they were filming too. Yeah, we're in a weird state too, and like I said, DC with their stuff. I mean, oh yeah, I guess it. Uh, Blue Beetle, like quick thoughts on the movie. Yes. I thought it was so all we, right. We went uh, down a rabbit hole, but go ahead, Blue Beetle. We, but like that's the fun thing with discussions. We get like so far out like rabbit hole. Like, oh yeah, that's right, Blue Beetle. But anyway, so with Blue Beetle, I personally thought the movie was kind of all right. Like I, I think Joel Amari Duena is a really good actor. Like he's great on Cobra Kai, and he brings like he was my choice for Jaime Reyes. Like when the movie was announced, I'm like, oh, cast him. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, cast him. Perfect casting. Fits well. I think the suit, like the practical suit, looks pretty well. I like the family and the family elements to it. Um, the synth score is kind of good, too. But a lot of it just feels kind of like been there, done that. I mean, you have this villain in here. Like, they kind of, like, throw all the development in the last, like, two minutes of them on screen. Like, that could have been something that they kind of carried it throughout. And I'm sorry, Susan Sarandon was just awful in the movie. Like, she's good in other things, but she is, like, not giving a shit at all. And I'm so fucking tired of boring-ass, cookie-cutter corporate villains in movies. Bring back the days of RoboCop with my Dick Jones, who are just chewing the scenery, yeah. such assholes, the whole way through. 
like the Meg 2 was the same way. You have like this Captain Planet villain and she's like, that's right, Jonas, we're going to pollute and we're going to make money off it. Ha ha ha. I'm like, you're not even fun. You're just like, this is the twist villain. Like, it's so lame and I'm just so tired of it. Like, put some goddamn effort forth. Give me like the real fun piece of shit villains that you just love to hate. I'm so sick of this in movies. Like nobody's even trying anymore with their villains half the time. Like, oh, we got to make everybody sympathetic and all that. No, fuck that. Give me unapologetically evil asshole villains. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, say what you want about it, but like the villain was, I liked him because he was just, he was a piece of shit. Like there's no sympathy with this guy. He's just a horrible, horrible person. And it was great. Like finally, like unsympathetically evil villains. I'm tired of sympathetic villains. Like they're great, like small doses, but like I want my unapologetically evil, out of touch with reality asshole villains uh, that you just love to hate, but they're so entertaining to watch on screen. Like I think like the DCO had that with uh, Black Mask. Like Ewan McGregor was so over the top, like handy, yeah. entertaining. Like, like to me, like I'm like, oh, this felt like a nice throwback, like '80s, like piece of shit villain that you'd see like Ronnie Cox play or something. I'm like, like give me more of that in movies. Like they're just not trying anymore with it. And like that was the thing with Blue Beetle. It's like. Some of it just felt like I've seen so much of it like before, like, okay, the hero fights uh, a villain who's like the same power set as him. Um, I like, I kind of predicted like everything that was happening, nothing objectively terrible or anything like that. I mean, it's like, you know, well-made. And like I said, the family element too, I think helped make it stand out, but like, it just, so much of it's like stuff I felt like I've seen before. It just felt yeah. kind of like, I felt numb to it. I felt really kind of nothing for scenes. I feel like, I should have felt more. Honestly, the, the superhero stuff's the least interesting part of that movie. Like, the stuff where it's just him trying to, like, help his family, like, make a living or something like that actually was a more interesting story than uh, that was basically like a Spider-Man-esque story. Like, the, the kind of relatable Peter Parker stuff. Um, like, that was the more interesting movie. But, like, it was just kind of like, oh, we got to have this. Like, here, corporate, put this in here. Put this generic thing in here. Put this generic thing in here. But, I mean, the movie pretty much stands on its own. So it could pretty much go, like, wherever. Like, there's really no connective tissue to anything else like they reference the existence of superman and batman but you don't see anyone pop up or anything like that it's it really can stand on its own like 100 percent yeah um, even just though this the first james gum's like yeah this is my launch launch movie and then also not now he's like now that the movie flopped he's like oh i don't know man like it's kind of a weird like it's not making sense what he's saying with it just like yeah uh, he's like the announcement back, for example like and again I, I i gotta take my shots when i can but first He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a young Superman movie. Now he's like, oh, this is not a young Superman movie. Then it's like, well, wait a minute. Why did you? Wait, you know what it is? Because he does it. He wants, like, a fresh start with his Superman. Like, I get I, that I'm, because I'm the wondering. foundation is different for Henry Superman. Like, Henry Superman's a very different than, like, a classic Superman because he's, like, um, he's not necessarily the aspirational heroic type for Superman. He's more like a cathartic motivational where um, he has kind of, like, like, the backstory. Like, he's not, like... Like, with aspirational heroes, they kind of have to have that, like, within them before. Because, like, here it's like, oh, yeah, my dad died and all this other stuff. He's kind of like, he, they're building him up to become more like classic Superman instead of kind of, like, embracing that from the get-go. So, yeah. like, he wants a different foundation. Plus, with the way the Kents were, like, portrayed in that, um, I'm sure he, like, wants to work around with elements in that. And, like, since Henry's, like, already, like, 40, he kind of wants to, like, do a younger... Like, so I understand... Like, wanting to kind of start fresh and do a bit of a different take with Superman. Because, like, the Henry Cavill thing, that's, like, fully, like, Zack Snyder's take on it. And, like yeah. I said, I know him and Zack are friends. And they've worked together on, like, like Dawn of the Dead and some other stuff, I'm sure. But, like, he wanted to kind of do his own thing. Like, he, I think he wanted to kind of more emulate, not 100% Christopher Reeve, but something kind of closer to that. So, um, yeah. and I think well, because Superman killed Zod, like, he wanted a Superman who doesn't kill. So, I think that's, like the point too so like if if cavill's if it was a straight up reboot 
I'm sure, like, because Henry Cavill is a very charismatic guy, but, like, he wasn't really allowed to be, like, showcased, like, that natural charisma. Like, I think he would have benefited his Superman, and I think would have benefited the movies a little bit more um, with some I mean, of it. I like, wanted one, I wanted, well, not that I want them to finish their Justice League arc, but I actually wanted another Henry Cavill Superman movie where he faces... Uh, Brainiac. Brainiac. That's what oh, I yeah, that's what talking. I wanted too. I wanted that like really badly, and I heard rumblings that maybe doing that, but I don't know. Like Henry Cavill, like Hi, I'm going to leave The Witcher because like these people don't understand the source material, and then like well, I'm going to come back to be Superman. I jumped out of my seat when he showed up in Black Adam. I'm like, thank you, like thank you, and then James. I was Gunn. like, oh, it's good what? to have you back, and he announced well, it all, honestly, and it's like uh, I'm beginning to wonder if James Gunn is just being a puppet for the studio because he keeps he keeps back for another example where another questionable James Gunn move. The whole Gal Gadot thing. I don't think right. Gal Gadot's lying about she had a meeting with them about Wonder Woman 3, and then James Gunn the next day said, oh, no, we didn't meet. He didn't say anything about Gal Gadot, like, like about not Wonder Woman. He's, that's the only thing he's not really, like, touched on. I touched on other rumors with it, but he hasn't been talking about the Gal Gadot thing. Um, well, no, he, honestly, said, like, he said there was no meeting, and Gal said there was, and I don't think she's lying. I just think... James is just being a puppet for the studio and the studio I think you're right. There's definitely a studio puppetry going on there. Some things he'll deny, like, outright. Um, but then other things, just, like, I don't know anymore. Because, like, I think, like, the studio is constantly changing things, like, over and over again. I, I think, honestly, they just need a good break from DC. Like, I mean, we'll have Joker next year, but that's it. Like, take and, and, a little bit of time yeah, off. Yeah, Joker and then Batman Part 2, which... Well, I that, that will be some... 2025, but... Uh, I'm just worried Joker? about some of the rumors swirling about Batman Part 2 because... With Clayface or something? I've I'm heard. just worried that they're going from one extreme to the other. What I mean by that is they, they start off with a grounded movie, and now you're going to go into that fantastical side. I want they, more fantastical Batman stuff. I feel like we've been, like, grounded, gritty, like, Batman for so long, and I'm just kind of, like, I want something that kind of embraces some things a little bit more. I mean, it's, I know, I just feel like it's just a sudden move. Uh, but Joker yeah, I don't know, 2 I'm excited for because... It's going to be wacky and crazy. Gaga. Yeah, it's Joker 2 is going to be insane. Um, isn't Batman Part 2 coming out in 2025? Yeah, I mean, Batman Part 2 is supposed to come out in 2025. That one's going to get delayed, I'm sure. Same with Superman Legacy. That won't come out in 2025. That's going to be 2026. Unless this you know what, they're, wraps they're up. They're better off. I, I think... I think I a long I, wait will be good for them. I think, I think a long wait will be good for them, but I still think it's going to flop either way just because I think the DC brand's been permanently damaged. And, and needs to build okay, up that goodwill. I've said you, Sean, I've said this to you off air, but I'm just going to say this. I think you and other people overrate how much of a draw Superman really is. Well, I mean, box office wise, I mean, if you like, like Superman Batman Returns. Batman is their bread and butter. Superman well, is Well, yeah, Batman draw. is their bread and butter. It's just, why do you think Batman's in everything? I, I know that. Like, I mean, Batman's their billion dollar boy. Aquaman is too. Um, but the second movie's not going to do that much. Yeah. Um, but Superman, like I said, I think because you just need a you just need a really great Superman movie. Um, and as much as I like Man of Steel, I can see like some things like in it like kind of put people off from it. Like I said, uh, the Kents in particular, and that's really terrible tornado scene. Um, but it still made a good chunk of money for like a like for Man of Steel. I just think it just needed a I think it just needed one more draft like with its script a little bit, a little bit like it needed a little bit of improvement with like the Clark Kent elements, and I think. The Kents in particular, like that's the stuff in the movie. I'm just like, like I, I didn't really like that with it. But like the Zod and Krypton stuff, keep it 100 percent the same. 
Like that stuff is great. Um, it just needed a little bit more polish than that. and a little bit less shaky cam. Like like actually like have the camera on a freaking tripod because every shot in the movie is like this. It's a little <laughs> distracting. I, um, I I personally loved it just because you know I feel like it makes like an impact on the hits and whatever. Oh, actually, well, no, 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 not, not the fight scenes, but just like a dialogue scene where they're just kind of like sitting down or something like that. It's still oh. like, yeah, like the, 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 those little bits. I, I'm like, here's, come on. Here's okay. So bottom line, this is how I feel about. Okay, first of all, I'm, I'm a diehard Snyderhead, with the exception of Sucker Punch. That's the only movie I okay. won't defend. But <laughs> I'm a Snyderhead. However, I understand there are beer people and there are wine people. So their wine people don't like beer and beer people don't like wine. So I get it. There's there's people. What if you don't like either one? I'm just saying I understand. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is Zack Snyder's movies are an acquired taste. I get that. But to me, it tastes good. But what I'm what I was getting at is what Zack. Hey, Watchmen's doing, my favorite of his. That's that's his what, best what movie. What Zack was doing was working. It may not have been the, what DC wanted, but it was working. And I felt like at least what Zack was doing was anti-Marvel, whereas post-Zack and what Jim Gunn plans on doing is just copying Marvel. I like the fact that Zack was doing his own, like, doing the anti-Marvel thing. What I mean by that, no stupid jokes, no no bright colors and stupid jokes and comedy. I kind of wish there was more color and less desaturation. <laughs> I... Like I said, you it's got, like, well, you look got... at Watchmen. Watchmen is a beautifully is a beautiful yeah. looking movie with multiple yeah, yeah, color yeah. palettes. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, but you, you got to differentiate from Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I you could just that like... was the right approach. And now they're trying to copy Marvel. Now they they look stupid. I just, like I said, um, I don't know why like a lot of his movies went desaturated. Like Watchmen is such a beautiful looking movie and has like like from a color palette standpoint, like there's so much color, like it's bombastic and like certain scenes and that. I'm like, where was that in Man of Steel? Like, like some of it's just like for the Krypton stuff. Like, okay, but like a lot of bits just felt kind of like a little bit too gray. I'm like, I a little bit of color wouldn't have been so bad in some of it. That's just what, again. That's that's a nitpick right there. Like, yeah. I mean, just a little bit more because some of it's a little. I under, I think it's probably to hide some of the CGI effects is why he does it. Um, yeah. But and, and to I just be fair, a little like bit more. His, his, the CGI in Man of Steel still holds up. Meanwhile, right. it, I just rewatched Aquaman recently. Woof, that doesn't hold up. You know, like oh, I thought Aquaman's effects looked a little better than Man of Steel. Um, no, 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 like when, the they're time, fight, when they're fighting, when they're fighting, it was mind blowing at the time. But then upon a recent rewatch, woof, like. Like now Aquaman's a very nice looking superhero movie. Like that's yeah. a like beautifully shot. Like the like it's watch you know, it again. Atlantis looks good. Watch it again. Because I all feel right, like I'll, it, I'll watch I, it again. I'll watch I it again before like the new aged. movie. It's aged already. So, oh yeah, I got no love for oceans. About, to oceans was playing. One more thing on Zack Snyder, and then we can move on because I see a lot of questions in the chat. And there's one, there's there's a Dune question. I want to get to in the chat. But before we move on, uh, and since we're still on the topic of Zack Snyder, we have to talk about this, Sean. And Joe, I want your okay. take on it, too. I know Rebel, Rebel Moon trailer has dropped. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. For those who don't know, I'm just going to, for those who don't know, Rebel Moon is Zack Snyder's new movie coming on Netflix. But here's the thing. The story behind Net, uh, Rebel Moon is... After Zack was fired from DC, he went he went to Disney and pitched a Star Wars movie where he said, hey, let's do a Sam Seven Samurai movie in space. And then Disney told Zack to fuck off. So, <laughs> so now he's taking this idea and making it his own. It's basically Star Wars, but with his own coat, uh, coat of paint over it. 
Star Wars that trailer Dune looked good. The thing that hurt the most for me, Sean, I would love to see this in the movie theater because it no, looks, no, it's like it, it looks, looks like great. nice. It's I am nice glad he is doing original IP. Yes. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like we know the Star Wars behind the scenes stuff with it, so it's a lot of it's based on that. But I'm like, good. You don't have to worry about fan expectations or having to like when you have really iconic characters, it's sometimes hard to kind of do your own take on it because there's like there's that built in fan base and you have that like so many years of source material where the characters are a specific way. So trying to tweak it or do anything like it, it's very noticeable. Like I think Gunn can get away with it sometimes because like he uses like lesser characters a lot in his movies. But yeah. like for the more popular ones, that's a lot harder to kind of get away with because like I mean, you have a built in fan base and expectations for these specific characters. But with Rebel Moon. Fuck it. He's got like his pretty much his full creative freedom. Although he said he's gonna do a director's cut. I'm like, why do you have a director's cut? You have Netflix, just yeah, release one the hour whole thing longer. At once. They said, yeah, it's gonna be one hour longer. Uh but here's the thing. I apparently and this is another thing. It's original IP. Isn't that what yes. everyone's been demanding? Good. Everybody's Good. been demanding like original IP. I'm just glad he's doing like more original IP stuff. I'm like, he did so many comic book movies and like adaptation that for some reason I'm like do this, Zach. Like, let's see your more original IP stuff. I'm more looking forward to Rebel Moon than, like, anything he's done the past couple years. Like, I'm and I'm interested in it. He also said... It's original. Joe, I think you'll appreciate this. So, Zach this Snyder... Is what I'm Zach Snyder about. showed up at GamesCon last night. It's revealed that Zach is a diehard gamer. He's a Fortnite fan. He even said that Fortnite distracted him from, from his filmmaking. Anyway, and also... History shows Zack Snyder did Army of the Dead with, with Batista, and, the, and Batista and Zack are with Netflix, and Netflix just required, required the rights to Gears of War. That being said, Zack Snyder came out and said, I want to do Gears of War. And I'm like, yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let him do it. Let him do it. Joe. Two years of War. I didn't. I don't have an Xbox. I was a PlayStation guy, but like yeah. I played Gears of War like once at my friends. So I had fun with it. So, Joe, yeah, I, please, think, I, think I want your take, Joe. What, what did you yeah, say I think, about... I think, I, think that's, I think it's about time we see a Zack Snyder Gears of War. I do. Yes. With Batista in the lead role as Marcus Phoenix. Please. Please, please, yes. please, please. I want, I want this bad. <laughs> yeah, and I just wanted to say one thing about DC. My take on DC, it's very polarizing because... I miss the Arrowverse, <laughs> and I'm probably in a league of my own with that. But I used I to like it, but I literally like it burnt out my enthusiasm for it as it just kept going and going and going. Like I felt depressed watching it. It was very repetitive, it. but I think they did some of the story arcs and everything better than they do in the movies. Like Flash, for instance, if you watch the Flash seasons in, of the, of the CW. After and then season two, it's movie. not worth watching. <laughs> I, I just think that I, I think they did the story arcs much better. They did fumble a, a couple of different things, but I think the general consensus in that uh, series was just done correctly. See, I like the first two seasons of The Flash. Then season three is where things like always go wrong for Arrowverse TV shows. It happened with Arrow. Seasons one and two really dug it. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wait to watch this show. And then like. Um, the only one that actually like did okay, I think, was like Legends of Tomorrow. Supergirl was never that good, and I Supergirl, tried. Supergirl, I think, it, I just liked because I crushed on uh, Melissa Benoist. I tried. <laughs> Believe me, I tried. Like once season four, like I was, I was watching season four, and I was just seeing like how bad some of it was. Like I literally was like, I was trying to watch the entire Arrowverse and trying to keep up with it, but it was like, 
it was just such crap and I just felt embarrassed watching it and I'm just like I can't do this anymore I, I'm like done I was like I'll like I'll maybe tune in for crisis to see where that kind of ends but like I was just checked out I couldn't do it anymore like I, I can't torture myself anymore they literally forget their own lore like half the time uh to say something about society and I'm like this doesn't make any sense at all like it's just uh, it's just it, it became painful to sit through like it, it became like torture um, and then the quality of the effects went down. I think because they try to have too many shows going on at the same time. Like when it was yeah. just Arrow, it was easier because it was just, that was it. Yeah. And then it just kept going and going and going and just so much cringe. We are the Flash, Barry. Like, oh, oh it's just too much. <laughs> Everyone became a superhero. And so you lose the everyday, like, regular yeah. people that like kind of help make the supers feel more special everyone got some other human powers it's the same thing over and over again very motivational speech very motivational speech very motivational speech iris like same thing over well, and they, over again they did drop to formula at, at one point yeah they it just, just they had their same formula for every episode but right. it's legends know. where i was at least a little bit fun because they went through time just did like we we're like whatever we'll do whatever crazy shit we want yeah, and Javier brings up uh, Superman and Lois. That was probably one of oh, the yeah. best ones. So I watched the first season. I haven't like watched the rest, but like season one was actually pretty good. I'm like, wow, there's and actual money thrown at the show. It's not connected. It's, it, they had the same actor and actress, but it's not it's not connected to the uh, Arrowverse apparently. It's like a part yeah. of the multiverse or something. Because like Diggle shows up on the show, and I like Diggle in like Arrow, but like yeah. it's like its own Earth, so it's not in the same Earth as yeah. the other shows. Which I know, good, stay away from that because it just became so messy. Like like you said, the Arrowverse should have ended years ago. Um, it should have ended with Crisis, and that should have been it. Um, but they kept it going, and then just like kind of depressing. Like it was kind of sad because I used to like get so excited to watch those shows, and then they just got so progressively bad that I just couldn't take it anymore. Like just oversaturation of just crap. It's the same thing with the MCU. Like I can't watch the Disney Plus shows. I'm just like, I just miss when it was just movies. It was easier to follow. I'd watch like one or two and that's a year. Just a, they incorporate. That's I think that's what part of their downfalls. They incorporated the shows into the movies. So now if you see some of these movies, if you didn't see the show, you won't get some of the shit in the movies. Yeah. You know, right. I, and I think that, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like a homework assignment. Well, I don't want to do homework, you know, like. Just want to so, watch a movie. You see, yeah, at least and, with and like. River has it. Um, again, shout out to the weekly planet podcast. Rumor has it that Avengers 6, a.k.a. Avengers Secret Wars is going to be the reboot. It's going to be, it's going to reset everything. Um, can it just end? I think it should just you know, I, like I said to me to end. me, Endgame was it for me. Like Endgame was like like every day I have more respect for Chris Nolan because he is Batman trilogy is the only superhero story that has a true beginning, middle, and an end. That's Honestly, it. it I, actually I, I only like the Dark Knight. I didn't like the other two. Well, you know what? But at least he ended it, right? Yes. At least he had the decency to end his storyline. Everyone else is just like they just go on endlessly and, and it's like I'll give I want to see credit for this. Um, the Dark Knight Rises uh, originally was supposed to have Heath Ledger in it, but obviously when he died, that just threw a wrench in right. everything. So I thought they did a decent job coming up with something different. Oh, um, yes. So, <laughs> this is your you Honestly, I, did, I don't mind. I didn't mind that version of Bane. I didn't. I, I, I kind of love him. Like, I mean, I mean, we went for like Joel Schumacher's Bane, who is really funny, but just a really bad adaptation. Boom. I Monkey think what work. it was is I liked seeing Batman get his ass whooped. Oh, it like, was great. I fucking it, loved it. Like I fucking love because here's the thing. It's I don't the Rocky like, Three formula. I don't. I don't like Christian Bale as Batman. Because Bruce Wayne is good. I love the movies. I love the movies. But I don't like, but I don't like Christian Bale. I hated his like you just said. Bruce Wayne was good. Hit his Batman. 
And Pattinson's the flip opposite. Love is Batman, hate is Bruce Wayne. Anyway, so when I saw a big muscular good both. Tom Hardy just beat the shit out of him in the sewer, I fucking loved it. Like, Oh, it was great. And I'm a Batman fan. Like, when he breaks his back, I'm like, good. Well, he you actually feel the stakes. His back, like, like, break that his back. That is a vertebrae his... out of alignment. But that, that was that... definitely the, um, the, the tribute to that. Um, right, I mean, they had I, to, like, get a punch his, like, vertebrae back in place or whatever. But my whole and they problem just... with the whole... Oh, man, I'm going down this rabbit hole again. My whole problem with the whole Dark Knight arc... The whole, I'm talking about the whole overarching arc. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is where Zack Snyder got it right. Batman... Okay, so 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 Batman begins, he becomes Batman. He, he trained... He became Batman for two years, and then he goes away for eight years, and then he yeah, comes back to rescue... He walks from China to Gotham... And then fucking fakes his death, and he he retires. That's not what Batman did. Zack Snyder got it right. Batman's been Batman for goddamn 25, 30 years and never never quit. He got that right. Like, yeah, that's what bothered me. Was Batman didn't just yeah. be Batman for two years, go away, come back, and go away again. That's not how mm-hmm. it was. It was never done like that. And I and it, it, yeah, it I mean, I like me. Batman just. But it's an obsession for Batman. Like he's always going to kind of do this stuff. But you know what? I, one thing I am, I'm curious to see how the, if they do get to it, Brave and the Bolds, because um, the Batman sequences in the Flash were pretty good. Like whether it was Keaton or like uh, Affleck doing some of their stuff. I know the suit's a little iffy, but like I, mean, I think Affleck just wasn't like, it, it, just the way it kind of looked. I, I, I love the cool, cowl, like, the blue cowl. I just hated the armor. But, no, the armor was like, eh, the Keaton suit I, but, was pretty but good. Ben was, ben was fantastic in that. The, the small time right, that Ben he, Affleck, he was fantastic. Yeah, like I said, I, damn it, I kind of wish we had the scene, like a scene with him and Keaton together. Wouldn't that have been cool? Like, yeah. just have them share. It and was a missed just, opportunity, I think. really hurts the most, and I'm glad we got a little bit of it, but, but man, I want that solo Affleck movie. I want that Batman versus Deathstroke movie so goddamn bad. Joe Maganello was a perfect counter to Batman. I'm talking like like physicality wise. Mm-hmm. Joe Maganello was perfect, the perfect villain for that version of Batman. I was so I was ready for it, and then and then, then Ben's depression and Justice League. Man, yeah. I wish we never got the Justice League movie in general. Like, think about like how much healthier like if all that all that drama wouldn't have happened if they the would have just like yeah, all those goddamn reshoots is what hurt. But but give Ben Affleck credit. He came back. He said he was done, but he he came back for Flash, and he came back. For the Snyder, the, the additional Snyder cut scenes mm-hmm. for free, and he was there for potentially more. Not only that, but he—they didn't pay him. He actually volunteered. He—he he did it for free. Ben Affleck did those additional Justice League scenes for free. But what did make me happy, though, is we got that Joker Batman scene in, in Snyder, at the end of the Snyder cut of Jared Leto and Ben Affleck's. Ba- Loved it. That may be the best Joker Batman banter we ever got. You know why? I'm a huge fan of Under the Red Hood and the Death of the Family arc. So I am so But they weren't doing that. They were making it Dick Grayson, which is dumb. Well, 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 here's the thing. Yes, but they never mentioned it by name. So that was smart. That's what he he wanted to do. Then people in the studio like, that's one of the instances where like... That was such a great scene. Like, why'd you send a boy to do a man's job? And then, like... Mm. That's uh, that's the thing. I'm like, one thing that did frustrate me with the Snyderverse thing is it's like, okay, with the older Batman, you know what would have been cool if he already had like a Tim Drake Robin already with him, because then you would have the Bat family like existing out yeah. there. Like, say he had a like maybe his killing, he had a falling out with like Nightwing and Barbara Gordon. They're off living in like Bloodhaven yeah. together or something like that. Then you could have like with him like kind of like 
uh, kind of getting out of his darkness and like kind of bringing the league together. You could have had that as a potential to kind of bring in other members of the Bat family, like the falling out of like with Jason Todd and all that, and, like Jason coming back, like the family's like him kind of like re like awakening like a little bit, kind of it's his little redemption arc. We're never gonna we're never gonna see that, and it's just a damn shame. Because I'm Bat so tired of like Batman movies without the Bat family though. They were building it up, and we just we never got it. But at least they gave us that that Joker Batman. Bat By the right. way, even fact, if it is Jared fun, Leto, fun fact: they weren't in the same room when they filmed it. They actually filmed their scenes because of COVID. They you can actually, tell. Still, it was done really well, and I'm just glad that we got that Joker Batman confrontation. No, it's good that they at least just had the scene. Like, yes. um, even if, like I said. It's not my favorite Batman Joker stuff. I mean, Batman 89 to me, like Keaton and Nicholson just are so good on screen together. Like yeah. that to me, that's my favorite Because Ledger, like, I mean, in Bale, like, I mean, I, Dark Knight's a fantastic movie, but like the Batman and Joker dynamic, I think the best it was done in live action was in my opinion, still Batman 89 with Keaton and Nicholson. Cause they can kind of match yeah. each other. Um, like they just played off each other just so well. You know, I, I mean, agree with you. I'm just happy that Affleck- Also the Leto 60s movie. I, yeah. I have a soft spot well, for that saying, too. I'm just glad that Affleck and Leto actually used a right important comic storyline, the death of Robin. That, right, they right. Made, that they made that like, like that was great. They actually used that specific uh, part of Batman's life. One thing I hope with the new DCU, I they say they're doing Brave and the Bold, so like you already have like an established Bat family, which I'm like, thank God, because I'm so like I love Batman. We don't soul need stuff. another Batman origin, yeah. Right. I, where's the Bat family? Like, the Bat family is a key ingredient to Batman that, like, people just refuse to, like, make happen in movies. And it just, it's kind of frustrating because, like, that's a key element of Batman that's never really, like, adapted to anything anymore. The closest we had is Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Um, I know, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous, but, like, the fact that we, like, still don't have Robin and Batman in a movie together in, what, like, 25, like, 30 years almost at this point? Like, I think that's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Well, we had Robin, John Blake, and, like, The Dark Knight Rises. That doesn't count. That's not really, like, in yeah. a suit or anything like that. I mean, Titans Titans did it, but, you know, obviously we, we want it in a movie. Yeah, I mean, Titans, like, I, I felt bad for the actors because, like, like, I actually met some of the actors from Titans. They were pretty cool. Oh, um, nice. Who'd you but, like. I met Brenton Thwaites, and then I met uh, Curran, who played uh, Jason Todd. So they were at a, a Comic-Con, so I met them. I even asked a question about, like, well, this was before the show was canceled. Um, I'm like, all right, well, you have Tim in there. Are you going to bring in Damien at some point? Um, and then they were kind of really coy about it, like, but, like, the crowd was kind of, like, like really into the question. So, because um, honestly, uh, I'm like. sorry, my, my, I hate Damien. I know you love Damien. I... He's my favorite Bat family character. He's my least favorite. I can't stand him. Well, like, the thing is, the issue is when writers forget his development. Like, he's supposed to start out kind of unlikable, and then, like... Okay, he, like, I take it back. Joe, I love Damian Wayne in Injustice 2. That's my go-to. That's go -to. my go-to in that go-to. That's yep, my go-to go in that game. <laughs> so, Super Sons, that's something you should check out. Like, they had an animated movie, which I, is yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm, I'm behind on the DC animated movies. I, I have to I'm, I'm kind of the same way, too. Like, a lot of them, like, post-Apocalypse War, outside of the Super Sons one, like, they just, like, the Tomorrowverse, I'm just kind of like, man, I have, like, no enthusiasm for them. Now, they did announce a Crisis on Infinite Earths type movie, so I've heard rumors. And Watchmen, that like, yeah, Watchmen and Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah. 
I heard Crisis was like, I heard like a year or two ago rumors about a Crisis movie that was supposed to be like a trilogy of films. It was going to kind of incorporate the past DC universes all together into something, including the DC animated movie universe, which ended with Apocalypse War. And then there was an epilogue, like Constantine film that kind of ends on a weird note. Like it's like setting up for something and it's never been followed yeah. up on. Um, and I'm like, like I said, because I liked Apocalypse War. I mean, I liked what it did for my channel. Um, <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, I know. I love Apocalypse yes. War. That, that's basically like the Avengers Endgame of the DC animated you know, movies. Right, right. But at the same time, I'm like, that should have been a two-parter. Like, they, they really kind of needed a second half with it with, like, Flash going back and kind of, like, yeah. kind of winning I, the all fight. All things like, considering, though, I, I thought it was well done, all things considering. Right. And, hey, Damien was mature in it. Like he was, uh, he literally gives his life yeah, for his dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like I said, like it's it's good to have a character arc. So, yeah. but the, the, honestly, like what I would like to see Brave and the Bold, I know it's going to be like a father son focused thing, but Dick Grayson and Damien to me are my favorite dynamic duo because then you have like it kind of like flips it on its head because you had like the more happy upbeat Batman, they had like the dark kind of broody Robin, so it kind yeah. of flips the dynamic a little bit. And in all honesty, Dick was a better father figure than. Uh, Bruce was uh, yeah. to Damien like this obviously I mean there's some good stuff like with Peter Tomasi like who wrote a lot of it in the new 52 and I know they got an upcoming comic book series where it's just kind of them uh, kind of like reacquainting again like like as Batman and Robin so I'm excited about that it's going to come out next month so I'll cover that on the channel but uh, yeah so and this would but it's like it'll be the first time they're really kind of being father and son without Alfred there because like DC killed off Alfred a few years ago like um, in the comic books which is like yeah. and i'm surprised it's actually like stuck as long as it has because what happens is they did this like city of bane arc and then batman is off like having sex with catwoman on a beach somewhere he's like all right damien you go in and take care of some stuff damien gets captured basically um because like he, bruce sends him in and meanwhile bruce is like just off like hooking up with catwoman the whole time while it's, the city is like under attack and all that and i'm just like the hell are you doing you're wasting time like just doing all this stuff like your wayne manor's been taken over and all that damien gets like taken out by like flashpoint batman mind you like he's in there somehow like he's evil for whatever reason it doesn't really make much sense and then he gets taken in like damien's like 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 strapped to chair he's forced to watch as bane snaps alfred's neck like right in front of him and then like he's like goes in all like anger like sad depressed mode like it was a, it was kind of a hard time to be a damien fan for like a, a stretch of a few years because you had to like then you went into teen titans it just like went miserably depressing because like every writer just like did not understand the fact that like they were they just kept regressing the character like more and more and then like it just was like it, it was hard to watch like because i was like because like originally they were gonna do like something called 5g they were gonna try and make him and like superman's son like the magneto and like charles xavier and then some writers came and like this is absolutely like the worst idea you could have and then they like change things and whatever but it was kind of tough to watch for a few years i mean alfred's still gone um which i'm kind of surprised because like usually things in comic books like never stick but i mean it's yeah. been like four years so but like it'll be interesting to see what like, what they do going forward so i don't know dc's kind of in a weird state with their comic books like some things are pretty good some things are like i, not, I, I think um, dc's just in a weird state period right now they are all... they are because like they'll have some good stuff but then they'll have some stuff that's kind of like eh. i mean i'm covering this event it's called night terrors and like it's 47 it's like 47 total comic books like i've done 46 comic book videos uh, in like the past two months like with issues i'm like burnt out beyond belief this is the most ridiculous event and like half the like the, like 90 percent of the comics like have nothing that really tie into the event whatsoever i'm just like why like why are we doing this we should have just had like the like a couple issues mini series and that's it this is just too much so but anyways i went off on a tangent so no no Great stuff. Like, <laughs> this could be one a great thing I hope I live to see. One thing I hope I live to see is the the ultimate crossover, but I don't know if I ever will. I hope it 
either, I don't care what platform it's on, I don't care if it's movies, if it's video games or what, but I have to see a Marvel versus DC at some point. Ooh, yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Crossovers are going on. I mean, they just, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a Godzilla versus Kong versus Justly combo coming out like, uh, like, and starting in October. Yeah. And it's the Monster Versus. I'm like, yes, that's the cool shit we want to see. I mean, they had like crossing over with Power Rangers. They've crossed over with Ninja Turtles. I mean, the Batman Ninja Turtles movie is actually really good. I Um, love that movie. By the way, it's it's better. I'm going to say it again publicly. It's better than the new Ninja Turtles movie that that, that's. I would would agree with that. I I like that movie a little bit more. Um, Yeah. Hey, Damien was the Robin in that too, and you didn't hate him. Here's the thing, uh, real quick on the Damien thing. Like, I think it's because I don't like the way Damien's always been portrayed, but here's the thing. For me, as as a young boy growing up, Dick Grayson was always my Robin. I, my first iteration of Batman when I was like four or five years old was the Adam West. Yes. And so I felt like I grew up with Dick Grayson because I started I started with the Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then, I, then, I, then, of course, you know, the kid movie came out, and then, of course, the animated series. And it was always mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, and then so I felt like I grew up with Dick Grayson, and then I, right. you know, then I got to discover Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing. So mm-hmm. I, was like, I felt like I literally grew up with with Dick Grayson. Right. He was he's my Robin, and he's my Nightwing. And I've always like I've, he's always been right. And then I stopped the table, smoke on the chat. Uh, I like Tim Drake, and I like um, I like Jason Todd, and hell, I even like uh, Carrie Kelly. But mm-hmm. it's always been Dick Grayson, and I just can't stand Damian Wayne. And when I first well, saw you Batman, know sh- when I first saw Son of Batman, the anime movie, I'm like, oh, I can't stand this little bastard. Like, Son of Batman's not a great one. It's uh, so, like Deathstroke like, is I, terrible. I just, think, I just have this bias. I also I hate the idea. I hate the idea of Batman being date raped by by. Talia. No, see, that's that's a retcon by like Grant Morrison. Um, that's like something Grant did because the original Son of the Demon thing, like, because they were loved, like that is a terrible idea, and I agree with that. But like they've kind of like pushed that out of existence. Like it was just a, it's a dumb thing because like for one thing, like why can't Batman just hook up with somebody he loved, right? Because there was a genuine love with them, like the original stuff, and then they're like, nah, we'll just make her just a total bitch or whatever, yeah, and it does it. Like no, gets date raped, it's, 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 she it's, gets pregnant. And then, then she raises him by by uh, uh, Ray Jabul and like, and that's the right. Like he digest. How do how do you get? You're like 13 years old. For 13 years, you're raised by Ray Jabul, and all of a sudden you're just gonna be Batman's son. Like it just, I can't comprehend it. I always love continuity is iffy because I just like the fact that that Batman discovered Dick Grayson because he, he Dick Grayson went through what 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 Bruce went through. So there's that dynamic mm-hmm. there that, you know, they're both, they both lost their parents. Like to me, it was Dick Grayson's my Robin and always will be. But Hey, you know what? I'll say this. When Dick Grayson became Batman. So Damien's first Batman was not his dad. Like when he was Robin, it was Dick Grayson. So Dick Grayson is the one who chose him to be Robin because he realized this kid needed a father figure. Cause yeah. he was like, he was raised to be a ruthless assassin. He had to help him out. And that genuine, like, like warmth character from him. Like they kind of like, like rubs off on Damien and then he grows up and kind of matures a little bit because he was 10 years old like this t- this he's a piece of shit when he first gets introduced like that's yeah. kind of the point though like he's like he's psychotic a bit uh but he's still like he's kind of been 
brainwashed by like the League of Assassins type mentality and kind of groomed to be this higher person. He has to kind of get humble. He has to kind of learn uh, humanity, if you will. And like I said, I, I kind of like those like redemption arcs with with characters a little bit. It's kind of like um I don't going like anime thing like Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z. Like he's the prince of all Saiyans. Um, but you actually like over the course of like all those seasons, like he has the most growth as a character. Like going from villain and then like kind of like ally a bit, and then you see him like learn to care for his son and kind of make the ultimate like selfless move like to me that's more powerful in, in a lot of ways like we need those aspirational heroes who are like like really good and like kind of pure throughout but it's also good to have those characters who start out in a place of darkness ultimately overcome that to kind of do good I, like there's something kind of like really effective about that not to say every character should be that way because i feel like sometimes we like made too, like too many villains kind of turn good and it kind of like lessens the impact of it but like there are some exceptions to it so yeah like mcneedle's an exception Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Joe, take He's this kind of like... Joe, Joe, take this question in the chat here uh, the, from Tava Smoka there. I think it's a perfect one for you to take and then we can bring, talk about it real quick. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it says, how would you guys feel about Ed Boon creating a DC versus Marvel crossover fighting game? I think he's kind of leaned towards that at some point. And Do it! I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it too. Like, cause cause Joe, you just said you want to see that crossover, any means necessary. I mm -hmm. think have I think the video game route would probably be the best, honestly. Yeah, cause it's it doesn't require. I mean, it requires getting Marvel and DC permission, but it doesn't require like crossing different production companies like Disney and uh, you know who does DC production wise. Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers yeah. Discovery. Yeah, yeah. so Warner, Warner Brothers and Disney, I don't know if they would collaborate. So it'd be kind of tough. But I mean, to all get... Disney has to do is just give them the license to use their characters in a video game. It's all they have to do. Um, yeah, that's why. I, I, I know it's, easier, I know it's easier, said, easier said than done, but let's face it. Yeah. I think Well, what I was saying is that I think it's easier for them to say yes to that in the capacity of a video game because they're not losing as much as if they were to say, okay, we'll collaborate on a movie, on a yeah. complete film production, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. yeah, a game would be cool. You know what I'd like to? A slasher, like, fighting game would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. Well, at least with Mortal Kombat, with the guest characters, we'd get it a little bit right. of it. There was, uh, mm -hmm. Joe, what was the name of that, that, that PC game that, that someone made with the slap? Oh, it was game. like with Candyman and like Hellraiser yes. and all that. Like, I remember seeing yeah. something like that. That was pretty that, cool. That was actually done really well. Um, mm -hmm. I think Ed Boon talked about it once about like wanting to do like a slash horror game. Or, you know, do, okay, he wants to do it, but the problem is, it's getting the rights from all the studios. Is what Ed Boon said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. the shitty part. It's like, come on, just like, just launch some shit out. Like, so, like, make something cool. Like, you can get like a story element in there too. Would be pretty sweet. Um, you can get like Ash, like Bruce Campbell, to show up in it too to just like wipe everyone out. I don't know. Like, that's just the the fanboy in me. So, um, but yeah, yeah like, like I, I feel like, like the, in the '80s and stuff. They were more fan service than they were, you know, money oriented. They knew the money was going to come either way, but they figured if they threw fan service at people, that the money would come quicker, you know. Mm -hmm. And that kind of never changed in the scheme of things, except for the fact that they got greedy, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, let's make this transition real quick. So, uh, I, 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 I could go on all night with you, Sean. Uh, that didn't sound good. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, <laughs> but let's go. Let's go. Let's go to ten o'clock. Because we respect everybody's time, and I respect your time, Sean. Okay. Let's make that, since we're on games, let's make that transition, Joe. 
So Sean, right. please, your five favorite video games, and 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 we'll be leaning. You can say video game series if if it's too hard for you to choose. Video game series is okay too. So Sean, All your right. five favorite video games. Shoot, um, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm just gonna go from like con like old consoles a little bit, like to kind of yeah. like newer. Um, Genesis was Sonic the Hedgehog, like obviously. Um, which which one? Going first one i have a saw like that's the one that i play a lot or also like in that second genesis like money war from power rangers the movie was one that was a classic one and then the adventures of batman and robin which i can never be because it's too fucking hard but it was a fun I, game I, 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 yeah. good for you that's, oh um, that's hard no that that, that yeah. was one of those games that took me all summer <laughs> yeah it's I, I i need to like dedicate time and force myself to play it um nes i don't really know like i've played all sorts of different games so i'll just kind of skip that playstation uh i have a really soft spot for twisted metal 2 uh from that area like this i i even actually like the twisted metal series a little iffy it takes a bit to kind of get into it but like i kind of grew to like it over the course of like the first season that they had so twisted metal is up there tomb raider obviously like i i miss old school laura croft i mean new laura is okay but it's like i kind of miss like that really confident like doing it because it's kind of cool uh laura just does it for the challenge of it like i, I kind of miss that aspect of her um like ps like crash bandicoot uh was up there too mario kart of course like that's my favorite like nintendo game like mario kart wii was why was my personal favorite because like i remember like the first time getting to use the steering wheel and all that was a lot of fun um yeah, the batman arkham like arkham city i think yes. is another game up there uh uncharted 2 definitely up there as well god of war i've really liked some of the god of war games there um sports games i still this is a random pick but like tiger woods pga tour 2005 Okay, okay. So you're from the rough, rugged city of Detroit. Are you a Tigers, Lions, Red Wings fan? Yes, and it's depressing how poor a lot of the seasons are. Not the, Leo, the Lions are, are hey, coming I, up. Dan Campbell is the guy. He's the chosen one. Yeah. Hey, you got Axel Foley out of it. That's right. We have Axel Foley <laughs> and Action Jackson yeah. and Robocop. <laughs> Oh, I wanted an action. action Jackson. Can can we get like an action Jackson like Axel Foley crossover type movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I watched like I haven't watched all of Action Jackson, but like the bits I've seen, I was cracking up so much. Like the first opening of the movie, there's like Biff Tannen's like they just keep going on about like how he's yeah, like this like them up like oh yeah yeah, yeah and the kid just sees a pass out when he jumps the car. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> like, Action Jackson. That's come on, come and get me, and he just drives through. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, all sorts of various types of games. Budokai, the Dragon Ball Z. Yep. That's a good series. I don't know. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Spyro, I liked a lot when I grew up. Um, just just all sorts of different types of games. Okay, so. okay. So, so you seem to be like one of the PlayStation Prime kids. So that the, the golden yeah, era. Yeah, like PlayStation was Laura, my golden era. Laura, Crash, and Spyro, the, gold, the golden era of PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of PlayStation, folks, be sure to get yourself a nerd cage live uh playstation shirt wherever it oh my god i can't find the guy that i keep throwing my shirts <laughs> all around guys oh, merchandise where the real money of the movie is made yes <laughs> oh my gosh i can't find the goddamn shirt it's like all my shirts are like well i saw it pop up earlier space ball the flamethrower <laughs> you know oh, when wow. i was at g fest they had godzilla the toilet paper so i bought some <laughs> Oh, nice. I just immediately was like, it's paper. <laughs> yes. So I gave it, I gave it to my uncle because, like, like oh, I don't know, like there it is. There it is. Screen real quick, yeah, guys, get yourself a PlayStation Nerdcage Live gaming shirt. We've been selling these; have been selling like hotcakes. Get yourself. Uh, it seems like PlayStation has no problem with it, so it's here to stay, hopefully. And uh, 
obviously get this shirt too. This is our, our second top selling shirt. I'm sure you've seen this website at one point in your life. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I will. I well, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool to see that you're a PlayStation uh, primary PlayStation guy. Yeah, like all I right. said, I had all like PlayStation consoles growing up, and then Nintendo. I never really had Xbox. Um, Sega yeah. Genesis was like the first thing I played, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and then let's let's do another question in the same vein. Top five favorite movies. All right. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll kind of throw off some other ones. Let's see. Um, we got to go six or seven. Okay. So number one favorite movie of all time is Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Nice. Um, number two, Batman nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Number three, Predator. Nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Number four, Back to the Future. I think. Okay. Yeah. Back to first. Back to the Future. Number five, uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Oh which wow. Is a, Right, and then like I think it's six. I have what is it like? I'll, I'll keep going until I can get to yeah, ten. Yeah, keep six, going. Yeah. six. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Okay. Um, so two Zemeckis movies within that. Uh, I think what else I have like Jurassic Park's up there. Uh, Army of Darkness is another one I quite love uh, yes. a bit. Um, I also really like Groundhog Day. That's like one mm -hmm. of my annual tradition movies okay, to watch. Okay. Shoot, what was? That? I know I had like one more at the top of my head. I just kind of forgot it. But uh, did I say Jurassic Park? Yes, you did. did. Okay, yes. so so I dress park Groundhog Day, um, you know, I'll 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 leave with that right now. I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head because I know I had like another one that was like right up there, um, but yeah, like that's kind of like a, like a few like rough like kind of way out there type choices. So well, some of them are kind of obvious ones, but like other ones are just like okay, like kind of there. So that's kind of the basic idea of some of them. Excellent. So. I know the Great Monster Detective throws people off, but that is legitimately well, my I'm favorite because that's actually a really well like animated like film for its time you know so yeah it's it's super underrated like vincent price is so good as radigan like just like every like line and inflection in his voice like is just perfectly animated with the character um just kind of everything he does with it like he's just he's just so entertaining in that role um you know what i'll throw another one number 10 what was it toy story 2 Okay. Second one. Okay, that's probably my. I'm a Toy favorite. Story two. Yep, that's another PlayStation one game I played uh, a lot of. It was like the first. It was Toy Story two on PS one. The first Toy Story was everything to me. The second one didn't hit the same way the first. Second one, one I like. Maybe it's because like my connection with the game and just like I was all in on the Toy Story two hype. Um, I really like Toy Story three. Did not like Toy Story four or Lightyear. Um, um, I did not see Lightyear. Um, I thought Toy Story four was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, I really thought the third one was a proper ending. Yeah, it so, should have been. Um, I, I mean, I almost cried at the end of the third one. The fourth one... <clears throat> okay, that's... Okay, I gotta be careful how I say this. But I, I'm, I'm gonna quote somebody so I don't get in trouble, but it's true. And now I can't really look at the movie the same. So, Mark Bernardin... I'm sure if you don't know... If, for those who don't know who Mark Bernardin is, he's Kevin Smith's, uh... uh okay, yeah. I'm and, he, and let me just say this. Let me just start by saying, if you don't know, he's black. He said this. Okay, I'm just quoting him. Sayonara. He said that Toy Story Four felt like a movie about house slaves versus, you know, yards, you know, field slaves. Ah. Uh, and now that I, he said that, he said I didn't say this. He said this. And now that I heard him say this, and after watching the movie, I'm like, oh my god, like. I, now I can't like now that I watch the movie I'm like oh my god that feels kind of weird now like it's like I almost feel like it's true. Hmm. So that's why it's like really hard to watch the fourth movie now knowing that 
ever since I heard that quote, and I'm like, oh my god, was Disney really going for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And look at that! Look at it! Look at your faces! Both of you right now are like, like. Uh... I'm so confused. I'm like, like, man, Toy Story 4 just leaves no impact on me. I just, I don't like the ending. I'm like, it goes against like the ending of Toy Story 2. They're like, hey, you know what? No matter what happens, I, we'll still I, have I never each bothered other. with Lightyear. It's not that. I, here's the thing. I, I say what you want about the man, but Tim Allen to me is Buzz Lightyear. Hey, and it's Tim I, Allen, my boy from Michigan, baby. <laughs> I could Pure stomach. Michigan. I could stomach somebody else playing Buzz Lightyear. I mean, we had the animated series. See, the you know what my issue with Lightyear is is it went for Interstellar when it should have gone for Flash Gordon. Because how does this Andy's favorite movie as a kid? This is boring as shit. The most entertaining character is a talking cat. Uh, robot cat and Andy doesn't even have that toy like Buzz has no personality he just keeps going back in time back in time and then like like they just keep doing the interstellar thing I'm like this is so lame um but yeah also I forgot like another movie that was in like top 10 Commando another Schwarzenegger film yes fuck yes, yes. most I mean, entertaining action movie of all time because yeah, it's just so ridiculous for the start and just it's never boring yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, he, he lifts up a phone booth, and he got the logs, like, come on, that's Arnold being Arnold. But, like, okay. Oh, Rocky, point, Rocky's another series, point, too, damn it. I, I just want to make one point real quick before we finish, uh, wrap up, because I want to have you plug your stuff in. But, like, and Joe, I think you could agree to this, too, but, um, Sean, I'm assuming you're a little bit younger than us, but there was a time where, like, Pixar movies felt like an event, Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, when the Pixar movie was coming out, there was hype, there was an event, it was unique, it was like, we couldn't wait to go to theaters. Up to, to Toy it. Story 3. And then now, with like, uh, now Pixar Elemental. movies are just, are just like, yeah, they're just like, they're just shitting these really crappy um, Pixar movies out, and they don't hit the same, and the hype's, the hype's not there. Like, what right, the yeah. fuck happened? Like, there was it's... a time where, like, Pixar was like everything. There was like, there was hype, and then they're like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know what happened because, like I said, I like I still need to see Elemental. Like I had like a ranking of every Pixar movie when I like because I actually like um like a like a year or two ago, uh, I think it was twenty like twenty twenty two like the start of the year. I went through and I or like twenty twenty one. I went through and I watched every single animated Disney film in history, including all the straight to video ones. It was like several hundred movies, and even watched Song of the South, which trying to find that movie is a bit of a challenge. But literally yeah. every single one and. It was kind of like like weird, like because like Pixar, like I I watched some of these movies I'd never seen before, but like some of them were so forgettable. Like onward, I'm like this is just so boring and generic. I'm like where was the like the enthusiasm? Where's the energy? Where's like the that Pixar like spunk that they used to have? The magic, um, yeah. There was like magic, you know. They had such good like reputation, and then like it just kind of folded. Like I think Cars Two is the one that people like kind of attribute to it because the Cars franchise. The only reason they made so many movies because the merchandise sold. Yeah. Like insane numbers and even then like i didn't hate cars 2 as much like because i i when i was doing that like watching all the like picture i was like all right i'll give cars 2 a watch like i know it's like the most hated thing like it honestly wasn't like the worst thing i had seen um yeah but like it wasn't great you know like one movie like that was Pixar, like like kind of changed my perception on movies you want to know what that was ratatouille like i went into that movie i was on a cruise and i was like all right i'll go check this movie out um and i like thought like the trailer was like this is gonna be like one of the worst things i've ever seen but like screw it i'll watch it Ended up becoming one of my all-time favorite movies afterwards. I literally was Anton Ego in the film, where he's like all cynical, and then all of a sudden he watches the movie, he's like has that look where he's like, huh? And then boom, you know. By the way, uh, shout out to Everything Everywhere All at Once, where they reference Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, that's a that was a good movie. Like I watched it this yeah, past it year. I didn't do any videos on it, but like I, because like 
I couldn't really rent it because it was like you had to buy it, which was like annoying. Yeah, I was so I was one of the lucky ones where we actually got a theatrical release in Syracuse, New York, and mm-hmm. but it was only playing in one theater. It was the movie tavern, Joe, and I took my mother to go see it, and uh, my mom was a little confused at first, but she ended up liking it. But oh man, did I love it! I, I'm a little biased too because I love Michelle Yeoh. Um, I loved her mm-hmm. since. I'm a Jackie Chan diehard, so when my first exposure to Michelle Yeoh was Jackie Chan's Play Story 3, a.k.a. Super Cop. Mm-hmm. Super Cop first got released in the United States during that whole Jackie Chan hype in the late 90s in America. Mm-hmm. And I saw Michelle Yeoh, you know, jump the movie. Greatest stuntman who ever cycle. lives in movie like, stuntman. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Jackie Chan's my Mount Rushmore. But, like, yeah, that was my exposure to Michelle Yeoh. And then, of course, I saw Tomorrow Never Dies. And then, uh, uh, underrated, underrated Bond uh, film. Uh, Crush and Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So I've always been a Michelle Yeoh fan. Like, oh, I, yeah, she I, was I, in I, Mummy Three too, if I remember. You yeah. know, The Mummy. Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, one of my favorites as well. That movie is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The that, best. I mean, I, I, yeah, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate those movies a lot more now since like Universal can't get their Universal monsters off the ground. Like, ah, I wanted it to succeed so much. It's time for a dark universe. No. Yeah, hope, hopefully they'll get it right. But I don't mind. But here's the thing, though. I loved Renfield. I loved Invisible oh. Man. I think I think they're okay. If they just do these individual, like, non-shared movies, I think they'll be okay. They don't need yeah. to be a shared universe. They've done it before. They don't need to do it again. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, oh, I'm having so much fun. Like, this thing. I know, like, I know, this I know, is I know. exciting. But, yo, yo. but we got to end on a high note. We got to leave them wanting more. And you know That's what? right. I want to put you on the spot, Sean. First and foremost, okay. I have two questions. One, you, ever, you want to come back on Nerdcage, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is a lot of fun. All right. Well, are you free Saturday? Potentially. We'll see. Okay. Okay. It's okay. up in the so air at the moment. Okay. We'll, we'll find – let me know. That being said, Sean, I'm going to give you the floor, man. Uh, plug whatever you want to plug. And if you have a message from Nerdcage Nation and anything else, man, the floor is yours, man. And anything you want to promote – uh, whatever. And by the way, the links are in the description of the of the, of the video, everybody. So if you want to sub- subscribe to JT's Reborn, follow him on Twitter. The link is in the description. Sean, floor is yours, buddy. Uh, yeah, so anyways, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was an absolute blast. Like I said, just like I love discussions like this. We just go off like, I mean, we just like, there's just so much stuff to talk about. And like, even things like, 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 um, we're talking about favorite movies and all that kind of hitting at once. Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, this thing, oh, this thing. Like, cause sometimes we were put on the spot, you don't always like think about it. But like, I mean, I have like so much shit back there. Um, yeah. but yeah, so things to plug. Um, my GFS video is coming out, uh, tomorrow. I just gotta like schedule a time for it. I don't know. Like, what do you think is a good time to post that? Like, noon or something like that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think for every channel, it varies, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, I'm like I said, I was going to do, like, I was going to do, like, a premiere of it, too. Like, just, like, I'll a say this. premiere so people can... I'll say this. Joe Blow, if, because uh, I try to follow their example, they usually premiere stuff at 9 in the morning, 11 in the morning, and noon is when they premiere. Okay. Not premiere, but that's when they, that's when they schedule their videos. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. One of those times. And that's Eastern yeah. time, too. So, but yeah, like, that's the only the real thing I have to plug. I have some comic book stuff and after the movies. I'll probably see that Gran Turismo movie, speaking of PlayStation, uh, sometime this week. Oh, this Sunday, though, is National, like, Theater Day or something like that. So it's $4 movie tickets at, like, most theaters across the yeah. nation. So, like, that'll be a good time to see movies. So I'll probably just, like, take advantage of that and just see something on the cheap. Um, might as well save some money. Um, but yeah, like I said, not too much else to plug at the moment. There'll be more stuff coming out later on this year. But uh, I just, like I said, I had a really great time on here. Nerd Cage Nation. I don't know the best thing to kind of go out to say, but if you're already subscribed, then you're already watching awesome stuff. Uh, Joe, Jay, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I had a Absolutely. great time. Like Absolutely. I said, we could just go off discussing all this stuff because it's stuff I enjoy. It's, it's fun yeah, escapism. Yeah, and, and Sean, it's, for the record, too, 
be, be sure to utilize Nerd Cage Nation, the Facebook discussion group, because um, just if you share share your reviews, share your videos, share your content on Nerd Cage Nation, so so more people from Nerd Cage Nation can connect with you. All right, all right. If like I said, I'll think you know. Like even, sometimes I just post up. I'll even give you. Uh, I'll even give you like pre-approval too, so you don't have to like you know because we, we you know me and Joe we moderate that so. But right, right, right. So like I said, usually I post something. I'm like, all right, it's posted because like when I did the comic book stuff this week, it was like, all right, here's like six in this one event to cover. I'm like, blah blah blah. Like those are just kind of quick, like unscripted, like videos to kind of get things like going. But like for the actual stuff, I like to put effort for it. Like you know, that'll be like the big premiere stuff. But anyways. Thank you so much for having me on. Nerd Cage is awesome. This is some cool shit. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's, I've got a big smile on my face. Look at me, we just kind of go off and like in a tangent, yeah, like, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this, 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 that. So. Dude, I, I, dude, we've been hyping this show up for a long time, and this was a long time to make it, so I'm glad we finally made this happen. This was, this was too long. I'm glad we finally right. made it happen. And we're, guys, we're going to do this again, I promise you. Uh, so, yes. Joe, let's just plug in our upcoming uh, stuff here. So, uh, let's start with our food review, Joe. Go ahead. All right, if you haven't seen it yet. Check out our food review of the Sonic G Fuel Energy Drink. Yes, and of course our live stream with Drew Stone. Yes, Drew Stone of Stone, Stone Films NYC and the New York Hardcore Chronicles. That was an awesome show. Check that out for yourself. We learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing it. And Drew's gonna be back soon, I promise. And of course, Tear Maker. Yes, our Tear Maker for video game consoles with Fisk Vegas, Tadmok 99, and Shaq Oatmeal. Yes. And speaking of Tabmuck99, tomorrow on Twitch, Joe, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yes, we will be playing a game that Tabmuck designed himself, the Shujinko game. Yes. Very excited to play that. It's basically a, a Final Fantasy version of Mortal Kombat 16-bit style. Uh, it's going to be a one-off. We're going to start 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Cannot wait. And then, Joe, Saturday, 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 birthday boy! Yes, our watch party of Ready Player One. Yes. Now, for the record, people, if you haven't done a Nerdcage Live watch party, here's how it works. Because of copyright reasons, we cannot show Ready Player One on screen, but there'll be a timer synced up to where you can follow along with us. The movie's available and streaming on HBO Max. And then, Joe, since we beat Zelda, on to the next game on Tuesday on Twitch. Yes, God of War 2. Yes, Great I'm game. Very I'm very excited to play God of War 2. Uh, this will be my first time. And then, Joe, next Thursday. Yes, next Thursday, Jesus of Joe Blow. Celebrity interviews. Jimmy O will be on the show. And then, Joe, you are the biggest Resident Evil fan I know. So, next, start next Friday. Yes, we will be doing a, we'll start our playthrough of Resident Evil 5. Co-op, Joe the Boulder Puncher. And me, Big Tits Sheva. I'm excited. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive. Look forward to that. And then 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on September 7th, Joe. Yes, Big Pat of Big Pat Sports will be back on the show. Absolutely. Back by popular demand. And at some point, I'll get back to Hades on Twitch. Who knows when. Uh, Joe, go ahead and plug in social media. All right, if you want to get us on Twitter or Instagram, both handles are at nerd underscore cage. Our link to our Discord is in the description. Become a member there as well. And our Facebook discussion group, that is Nerd Cage Nation. We love everything you guys put up there. No spoilers, no politics, and for God's sakes, keep it civil. Yes, and again, I'm just going to mention one more time. Get yourself a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. We have various designs like this legendary kaiju shirt. 
Uh, Joe's got the MCU shirt on. Uh, for you Zelda fanatics, we have this. There's more designs and more on the way. And of course, Michael Lindell says, get yourself a Nurkage Live pillow. It feels really good on the neck. Much better than my pillow. This is a Nurkage Live pillow. Proper girlfriend's ass on this pillow. Yes. Um, and we also have... We also have hoodies, we have magnets, we have we have a whole lot. Go to the merch, it's the Public Nerd Cage Live. Link in the description of all of our videos, and of course the link is also on the um, uh, Facebook page as well as the YouTube page. So once again, thank you very much to Mr. Sean Wick of JT's Reborn and Big Jack Films. Thank you so much for coming on, we cannot wait to have you back. Uh, also Sean, can you stick around for like five more minutes after we're done? I gotta talk about some stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, so again, uh, please sub him up. Not only that, he is a fantastic content maker and he has very great in-depth reviews of comic books and movies. You really need to check him out, sub him up. You'll be glad you did. And of course, he's a terrific friend as well. And uh, shout out to my homies in Detroit. Uh, so that being said, we pre please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis so you are safe from yours truly. Syracuse, New York, Detroit, Michigan. To all our friends around the world at Nerd Cage Live and JT Reborn, enjoy life, stay safe, eat your vegetables, do your push-ups, go to the gym. Fuck man. And good night. We will see you tomorrow on Twitch. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>